Hello and welcome to the weekly message podcast from Crozet United Methodist Church in Crozet, Virginia. We invite you to join us in person any Sunday for our contemporary service at 8.30 a.m. or for a more traditional service at 11 a.m. Please visit us online at www.crozetunitedmethodist.org for further information. We hope you enjoy this week's message from Crozet UMC. Scripture is a gift. But what if we never opened it? What if we got it and we said, well, I'm busy later, and we set it aside? What if we opened it and we looked at it and we said, uh, not really what I wanted? I don't think so. Or maybe if we opened it and we said, uh, this makes me uncomfortable. I don't know how to deal with it. Well, I think we all at times get sucked into those rationalizations. I will be honest with you, I have. But it doesn't miss or it doesn't change the point that the scriptures are a gift. Amen. Scripture is powerful, and I've seen how powerful it is, not just here, but in prison. Some of you may think I belong in prison. That's another discussion for another day. But I have, uh, for the last uh, 10 or 12 years, uh, worked in prison ministry uh, in several different places in the Commonwealth. And a couple of weeks ago, I was down in Augusta at a worship service. And as a part of the service, we got a question from the worship leader. And he had us break off into groups of uh, five or six. I was sitting with six guys uh, and we were wrestling with this question. And what was fascinating is there's two guys sitting next to me, and they were sparking off ideas in Scripture, wrestling with this. And they were very inclusive. It wasn't they were shutting everybody out, but it was obvious that they had been studying. And so afterwards, I called them over because I had seen them in passing, but I never talked to them. And I asked them about where they came from and their story and how they came to know Jesus Christ. And both of them gave me the same answer. The scriptures brought me to God. Now that's kind of cool, but to be honest, it's not earth-shattering, at least to me. But what was powerful was the context, because when you looked at these two gentlemen, one was inked up like a box of big pens. He had tats on his head, he had them on his neck, on his face, on his hands. I couldn't see the rest of him because his sleeves were down, but I assume it was elsewhere. He told me he had been a follower of Asatru. If you don't know, Asatru is a uh, religion that bases its theology off uh, the Scandinavian gods. It's relatively recent, come, pops up around the 1970s. But it's also adopted by a large number of white supremacists. The other man standing next to him told me his story. He had been a follower of the nation of Islam. Now, if you think about it, it's really be hard to find a time where these two men in another life might want to sit down together, let alone talk together, let alone worship and pray together. But that is the power of the Scripture. That's what happened there. It wasn't me. It wasn't the pastor. It wasn't the chaplain. It was the power of the Scripture. In the letter to Timothy, we're told just how powerful the scriptures are. Writings that are, avail are able to instruct us for salvation. And all scriptures inspired by God. Useful for teaching and reproof and correction. For training in righteousness so that everyone 
who belongs to God may be proficient and equipped for every good work. They're great words. They're wonderful. They're powerful. But I think the Scriptures have more than just that. They tell the story of how to live our lives. Forgiveness, grace, mercy, love. I can't speak for you, but in my world, I don't see that outside the walls of this church. I don't see it in the TV. I don't see it in the paper. I don't see it on social media. What I find is confrontation and outrage. And there is certainly plenty to be outraged in this, about in this world. I, I don't doubt that. In our nation, and even now here in Charlottesville. But we are called to more. Now some might ask, say, well, bald boy, what does this matter to me? How does it matter today in my world? And here's what I was reminded about in the last 24 hours. I was reminded that in Romans... Evil must be met and overcome by goodness. I was reminded in Colossians and Galatians that the Gospels transcend race and politics. And politics. I was reminded in Matthew that we were here to show the Gospel to the rest of the world. And I was reminded in Philippians and Corinthians that to show the Gospel, we have to meet people where they're at. That's the gift of Scripture. Grace, mercy, forgiveness, love are critical. They're the gift. For me, frequently, the standards God sets in the Scriptures do not make me comfortable. I will be honest. They are still useful. Sometimes the concepts are challenging. They are still useful. Sometimes they make me very uncomfortable, but they are still a gift. This gift is the window into the character of God. We can't hope to know who God is, who Jesus is, until we open a book. It's that simple. Because God shows us who he is through these things. And wouldn't it be a travesty if we never had this gift? No scriptures, no history, no standards nothing, it would be terrible. You'd have to be standing here listening to the gospel of Dougie. (laughs) That'd be enough to drive you out forever. (laughs) All right, Steve Flora, calm down. The New Testament is our understanding of who Jesus is. But if we want to understand who Jesus is, we also have to look at the Old Testament because Jesus keeps on referring back to the prophets and to the books of Moses. These are the beliefs and principles, the teaching that is our foundation as believers. Now, I realize the world calls us to a different view. I got it. We live in an amazing age. Nowhere in recorded history have we been able to communicate over these distances in such time. It's amazing. And we've never had access to this amount of information ever before. It's incredible. But as wonderful as that is, I would tell you that I believe it is also a distraction. We so often look for answers everywhere but the book. 
We look frequently in our, for our friends. We look on social media. But when do we crack open the Scriptures? We've been given a gift. And as Christians, we believe this is essential to who we are and what we believe. The United Methodist Church's book of discipline is clear. It says, the Holy Scriptures containeth all things necessary for salvation. As Methodists, we aren't literalists, but we do believe that this book is the inspired Word of God. And John Wesley said it probably best, at least I like it, so I'll call it best. John Wesley said, the living core of Christian faith was revealed in Scripture, illuminated by tradition, vivified in personal experience, and confirmed by reason. For me, this is appealing. Tradition, experience, reason. But the flip side of that is it requires me to wrestle with this book, to wrestle with the Scriptures. It requires me to think about it. And that's uncomfortable because it challenges me. And it challenges me to look at others and how they see the world. And it also challenges me, my point of view, and sometimes challenges me to change my point of view. For me, much of my commitment to the Scriptures comes from my history. I did not grow up in the church. Matter of fact, I came late to the party. 1999, I was 40 years old, 42. My parents weren't believers. I got shuffled off to church. The neighbors took me. My aunt, the nun, took me to mass. My grandmother took me to church. It didn't stick. There was a lot of ritual there. Not a lot of experience with God. I graduated from the Detroit Police Academy in 1975 and was commissioned into the Army in 1979. And during that time, I was pretty much the poster boy of godless. I was in a spiritual desert. I had to wait for whatever reason until 1999 before I accepted Jesus Christ. And since then, maybe because it took me so long, I have come to realize this gift of Scripture. It's important to me. And what's also important to me is this Wesleyan view of our Scriptures, which focuses on grace. That's why I'm here. Personally, what I know about God, what I see God doing in the Bible, what I see God doing in other people's lives, in my own life, reflects this unmerited grace. I don't deserve it, but it's in the Scriptures. Now, I know some of you might look at this and say, have you seen my schedule? I ain't got time for this. I got a mountain of laundry in the corner. The yard looks like Amazonian rainforest. I got kids to shuttle the band and the football and the soccer. And I got a job that sucks the life out of me like a vampire. And you, fat boy, want me to add more to my schedule. Well, the short answer is yes, I do. I hear you. This can be intimidating. Life can be overwhelming. But scriptures aren't a fairy tale. They are useful. And if we want to be believers, if we want to remember, if we want to be a part of God's kingdom, if we want to tell a story, we have to 
we have to open the book. It tells us how to live our lives. It tells us how to raise our kids. It tells us how to live with people, the people we like and the people we don't like. Now, I know some of you might say you're uncomfortable with the content of the Scriptures. I hear you. I got it. I got it. But comfortable or not, for us to wrestle with the Scriptures, we have to open them up. We have to understand the concepts and the context and the history and the people. And some of you might tell me that the Bible has no connection with today's world. And on perhaps on the first look, uh, you might agree, I might agree with you. But the fact of the matter is, is that the problems the people in the Bible encountered 2,000, 3,000 years ago are some of the same problems that are in my world in 2017. Moses is petrified, petrified of the responsibilities God gave him. Joseph dealt with family conflict on a scale worthy of a miniseries in Bravo. <laughs> David had to deal with lust and his own desire, and his parenting skills left a lot to be desired. When the heat was on, Thomas's faith wavered. The sisters Mary and Martha go at it, hammer and tongs about who's shinier and brighter in front of Jesus. Peter denied Christ when the pressure was on. And when Jesus asked his friends to stay with him and pray, the night he's arrested, they let him down. These are not superheroes. In many ways, these are the people around me. These are the people that I live with. These is, this is me. This is not just a book for 2,000 years ago. This is a book for today. Now, you might tell me also the Bible is huge. It's 66 books. It's got places I can't find in MapQuest. It's got people I can't find in Google, and it weighs just slightly less than a Ford Focus. I got it. It is, at times, challenging. And you might say, I don't want to go into some Bible study because I don't even know where to start, and I don't want to look like a fool. I got it. But it might sound trite, but I would tell you, we are in this together. Amen. It is the only way I know how to do this. Each of us is learning. Each of us is wrestling with the context and the meaning. No matter where we're at, it's worth our time to study it together. Here at Crozet, there's a bucket load of uh, offerings in Bible study. There's short-term ones, uh, there's continuing ones, they're in a bulletin, there's more coming. But no matter who I'm with or where I'm studying, the Holy Spirit helps me understand. But what's critical here is that the people around me, the advanced carbon-based life forms sitting next to me, breathing, non-theologians, just regular people, they are the ones that help me understand. They complete the experience. This community challenges my assumptions, my history, my conceptions. It rounds off my sharp corners, and I got a lot of sharp corners. Amen. I love you, dear. The point here is that studying together allows us to benefit from each other's knowledge and experience. The early Christians met and studied together because they were under pressure. They were persecuted, and they needed to be in connection. 
Now, in our day and age, we're blessed here that we are not persecuted Christians. But that doesn't change the fact that we're still needed to be in connection. We need to be in relationship. Their world 2,000 years ago was fragmented, and ours is too. Relationships matter. The Scriptures matter. If we want to understand God, if we want to be the people of God, if we want to be equipped for service, then we need to open this book of Scriptures, and we need to study it together. We need to open the gift together. Amen? Amen. Thank you again for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you found the message meaningful, and we invite you to join us in person as we gather for worship at Crozet United Methodist Church every Sunday at 8.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. Please visit us online at www.crozetunitedmethodist.org to learn about ways you can connect with God and your neighbors through the ministries of Crozet UMC. Have a great week.